healthcare. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Nearly a two-word review just said, shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the next man. Welcome back to All News Quarters. You've got your dial set to Chunky Glasses, the podcast, number one podcast in the 18 to 24 cat dad demographic. I am your host, Kevin, as usual, and uh, we have a pretty good podcast for you this week. We uh, we like to talk about country here from time to time. Country is, in fact, the music that is going to overtake everything, I, I, I think. You know, we, we, we've seen a movement called alt-country. This is way back when I was a kid. And uh, bands like Uncle Tupelo, bands like Slobberbone, uh, a few others in there. And... Uh, they spawn bands like Sunvolt and Wilco and, and many, many more. Drive-by truckers, for example. And since then, you know, that sort of died out and, and country, pop country, has become the sort of number one music in the world, the number one selling music, the most popular, the most played. It's 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 sucking up everything. And uh, we're not sure if that's good or bad, actually. Uh, especially because of the guy uh, we're going to be talking about today, Chris Stapleton. Now, he had a, uh, he had a big album a couple years ago, and um, now he's back with From a Room Volume 1. And it's, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I've got my friend Marcus down here, my friend Eduardo down here to talk about it, and I think maybe maybe we'll let you figure out what it is. Maybe you can dive into this conversation with us to figure out what it is. I uh, since we taped this, I, I I keep going back and forth. Do I love it? Do I hate it? Do I uh, do I am I middled by it? I, I don't know. But uh, what I do know is that this this music is going to be taking over hip hop. It's going to be taking over rock. It's going to be taking over places it hasn't already. Uh, it's it's creeping into everything. So so we better get ready for it and embrace it. So. Uh, that's why this week we're going to be talking about Chris Stapleton's From a Room Volume 1. And if you hang around after, you're going to hear me mention a, a sweet track uh, by one Jason Isbell that he uh, performed in a, at a barbecue I was at many, many moons ago. So we got a little live performance there. I'll tell you more about that at the back end. Um, but that's your podcast. So if you're ready and you are all set, you have a beverage or not, maybe, you, maybe you're on the LaCroix tip. You don't need the booze. You just got some LaCroix, the refreshing LaCroix. Um, let's head on down to the basement and uh, put on our shit kickers and kick some shit with Chris Stapleton and his new album, From Maroon Volume 1. <laughs> I mean, nothing I want, but you know, it's cool. Increasingly, for the uh, for the chunky glasses inbox, I I I click on uh, PR emails based on whether the person's name sounds interesting to me or not. Yeah, yeah. And there's that, someone that's and actually there's, that's actually how to do it. And there's someone who has a Portuguese name, and so so I just end up clicking on hers. And her latest one was like an experimental atmospheric black metal release Swag. of a Portuguese band called 
Vulpus or something. Okay. Awesome. Um. So I might, I well, might, I might actually download that. Well, that's but, that's yeah. where you uh you find the raddest shit. Yeah. We can talk about that if you want. <laughs> how how strategy, to find the have, raddest shit? Have an interesting name. No, Step one. No. We got country beer, so we got to talk about country. Uh, is this country? Yes, we're, it we're, is. We're gonna we're gonna figure that out. <laughs> oh, we got yes, the we got the country panel. Myself, Mr. Dowling, you're back after last night. Covered from Prince Cass and Eduardo. Yeah, uh, soon to be relieved of three eleven duty. Is it? Is that? Is there someone coming in? I, I think it, it's the 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 less senior member gets the three eleven duty. Oh damn! <laughs> <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> So then I get I get bumped Jake Ramirez, up to, you're on notice. There it is. I, I get bumped up to uh, spin doctor's duty. Is that what comes yeah, next? Nobody touch my spin doctors, man. Toe the toe the wet sprocket. Yes, <laughs> you, you get toe the wet sprocket. You get oh, toe wow. the uh, Now we're, we're we're down here. Um, we've been talking a lot. You guys listening are going to hear a lot of these, uh, a lot of different genres. <laughs> Tonight is no different. Uh, we're bouncing back to country. Got to. And whether it is country, talking about Chris Stapleton, who is. Uh, I think considered the one of, if not the biggest, one of the biggest country stars in the world going right now. Born in Kentucky, nineteen seventy-eight. Uh, this guy didn't start off in country. Yeah. He wanted to be an engineer. Went to Vanderbilt. Like not, oh, wow. not an easy path. Yeah. Dropped out after one year. Said, "Hey, I want to write me a song about running out of weed." And that's exactly what he did. <laughs> which we're gonna get to. Um, but he went to Nashville and and he uh, he started writing songs and uh, see. The people he got that performed his songs: Kenny Chesney, George Strait, which that's a, that's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Darius Rucker. I don't know mm-hmm. if I admit to that, but you know, whatever. I can post, see. I post, can see post country pivot. Yeah, yeah, yes. right. yeah. Um, uh, Adele, Luke Bryan, Tim McGraw, yep. Brad Paisley, Dirks Bentley, uh, written with Vince Gill. Which, I, if you guys don't know Vince Gill, stop this podcast yeah. and go listen to Vince Gill, especially the Time Jumpers. Holy yeah. right, because because a. He literally is the best guitar player in the world. Danny Gatton is dead. There's only men's skill. But me, like, this is <laughs> this is like your introduction to uh, Western swing. Right. And everything. Yeah. And it's amazing shit. Tim, Tim O'Brien shows up on that list in a couple of spots mm-hmm. of people yeah. who've, which is, and Tim O'Brien is a rad fucking dude. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So, so he's got a little pedigree with that. Uh, tried out a bluegrass group in 2008 uh, called the Steel Drivers. That lasted about 2010. Uh, then he got signed at the publishing deal for Mercury. Started doing all mm-hmm. this work. And uh, and then in 2015, uh, he had his major label de- debut, which is Traveler, which took me about a year and a half to come around to because I was like, "What is this? Like, m- honestly, like pop country, big label country bullshit." But that song, Tennessee Whiskey, is one of the best songs I think, uh, maybe of all time. Do you mean I shall be released by the band? Yes, yes, hey, I, I, hey, I do mean nothing that. Wrong but, yeah. with that. But, but so wrong that, with so that, that is that is why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, 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 so good. it's a solid song. And you know, he's friends with Justin Timberlake, so there's a performance out there. Is it the Grammys or the CMTs or something? CMTs, he, CMTs. Yeah, he comes out and performs out with Justin Timberlake, and it's a, it's fucking amazing. You're just like, holy shit, this guy has soul. This guy is what they say in the biz, the real deal, which is literally what they say about him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he is the real yeah. deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, he has a new album out called From a Room, Volume One. Uh, I, I want to play a little track from the first single off this, and then we're going to talk about like what the room actually is, uh, and then the rest of this album, and see whether or not we can figure out this is country or not. So this is Broken Halos, off From a Room, Volume One. Broken 
Uh, broken halos off of uh, from a room. Now the room in question is a very famous room. Uh, this is Studio RCA Studio A. Oh. It's basically on the Strip, I believe, in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Uh, I did not visit it, but uh, there was a thing a couple years ago. Ben Folds used to own it and curated it uh, and ran it for, I think, about a part of a decade until developers came in and they were actually going to demolish it. You're talking about, like, Chet Atkins. You're talking about, like, yeah. like uh, uh, oh, Guy, fucking, what's his last name? Clark? Clark, yeah. yeah Clark, yeah. yeah he, the classic, yeah. The classic yeah. Nashville yeah, yeah, yeah. recordings. It is right around essentially the same area as uh, the Ryman, the Grand Old Opry. Right, mm-hmm. right, you, right. If you don't know the Ryman Auditorium, that's what that is. So uh, it is considered to be one of the more perfect sounding studios in the world. When Ben Folds gave it up, uh, guess who took it over? Anybody it's... know? Dave Cobb. Oh wow! What? Okay, yeah. that's crazy. Dave yeah. Cobb, who who made huh. his his brothers with this his first album, Traveler. Sturgill Simpson working yeah, on his stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh Lori McKenna. All right. Like like let go down the, some, go down the list. Like David right. Cobb is it. Yeah. Jason some, Isbell. Some pedigree there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it. And and he was doing that all out of like a shitty studio. <laughs> and so now he has this beautiful room, and this is one of the first albums to come out of it. Um and uh, and it sounds regardless of the content of the songs, it sounds phenomenal. It does. This is this is easily the best homing album this year that I've heard. Yeah. Uh it is it is pure. It is it is perfectly it's perfectly balanced. I don't usually like to get into the technical stuff, but it's it's perfectly mixed, it's perfectly balanced. Everything has and everything has its space. Mm-hmm. You can hear mm-hmm. him, but then further down the mix, and I mean by that I mean across the room, you right. hear the drummer and you hear the bass around there. So yeah. so it's a real accomplishment and, and a lot of that is due to Dave Cobb. A lot of it's due to just uh Stapleton as a pro. Um, but, uh, so, so they recorded it in this room and on this, on this album, a lot of people that were on his last album, uh, you've got Dave Cobb himself doing acoustic guitar and percussion, which he does on most of the albums that he produces, uh, JT Cure, Derek Mixon on drums, Mickey mm. Raphael on harmonica, uh, who's, th- he was with, uh, yeah. Willie Nelson. Yeah. 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 So, okay. so this is a thing that you yeah. get to do if you're Dave Cobb. Yeah. <laughs> right. Staples, right. like, hey, you want to come in and lay down some harmonica? <laughs> Mickey Raphael. Uh, Chris Stapleton, obviously, on acoustic guitar, electric guitar, and lead vocals. Morgan Hayes Stapleton and his wife on background vocals. Yes. That's a theme in his music. Uh, Robbie Turner on Petty Steel and Michael Webb huh. on Mellotron, organ, and piano. I mean, this is a uh, kind of a superstar lineup yeah. of, of people who have been in and around Nashville uh, forever. And it's weird that this pedigree is so solid because... Uh, you know, you have that song, which is the least egregiously, what I must say, uh, of this style in uh, on this album. But uh, this album is split equally into ballads, I think, and then "quote unquote" rockers, barn stompers. Yeah, and anytime it, it anytime it rises above uh, uh, above ballad and gets into the rockers, it it's like we enter some alternate universe. Where uh, late eighties thirty eight special won everything <laughs> and changed the culture, and you can only you can only be this like absolute like past your prime ass rock, and it and it's it's kind of off putting, and it's it is honestly my big ding on this album uh, is that you know he you hear that voice in that song and a couple songs more songs we're gonna play he's a remarkable soul singer he really Re- is remarkable. he really is he's a remarkable guitar player actually i mean he mm-hmm. he is the real fucking deal but 
it's I don't know, and I'll kick it to you, Marcus. After yeah, no problem. Here. No problem. It's I cool. don't know if if these sort of potholes in this album occur because it's really what he's feeling, or if, if it's because he's trying to appeal to a wider audience and do the right thing as far as a mainstream country album. He's on Mercury Records, so mm-hmm. he's he's as mainstream as they come. So, what do you think? Okay, so um, every so often I go to St. Michael's, Maryland. And they have a firehouse at St. Michael's, Maryland. And the firehouse has an adjoining uh, concert venue that used to be a farm. And they just raised the farm. Like the, 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 the fencing is still up. Mm-hmm. And they put out a bunch of chairs every year. And they bring down kind of past their prime country star X. Yeah. Um, for example, I saw Leonard Skinnerd <laughs> in St. Michael's, Maryland. And it was a transformative experience. Because you 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 think with country that like country is like appealing to a broader landscape. Mm-hmm. There's more people that like country more than any other genre. You know, like the numbers all like speak to this thing. And then you go to this show, and it's like the basic people, like like the the mocha frap the mocha frap drinkers of country music fans <laughs> are at this show. Like the people who like like the bare minimum. Like they they don't like Casey Musgraves. They think that she's too modern. Right. They they their country interest kind of like died after like Garth. So everything after Garth <laughs> wow. is like kind of like this this Did they get into Chris Gaines? Oh, I, I don't <laughs> think they got into Chris Gaines because I think they can't <laughs> they, tell the difference. They can't tell the difference. So this is that audience that a lot of these songs like play to. That audience that like we often lampoon and we say terrible things about them because mm-hmm. they're easy. They're like the easiest target. You look at like these people, and you're like, and not the, you know, cast aspersions, but you look at these people, and you're just like, wow, you people still exist in the world. Like these are all people who probably voted for Donald Trump. These are all people who probably like have like five cars. One of them is on a, on on bricks in their front front yeah. of their house. Like that's the fan base, and there is a real market for these people because no matter what, they will go to the show. No matter what, they will buy the album. No matter what, they will engage with you at every single step along the way. They will buy the t-shirt. They will do everything that a label needs a, a fan to do. Like, I think that's a major issue, especially now that country is becoming mainstream, is the fact that you need a fan to be able to, like, satisfy three or four different, like, value drivers with the music. Yeah, yeah. And you... As much as you say, and you're correct in saying that this thing speaks to two different audiences, because you have to speak to like the 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 pitchforkization, as I like to say, of country music, where you have to have mm. these kind of like highbrow songs now that do this kind of like right. retro thing with a little touch of soul, because you know black music runs the world right now, or whatever we like to believe. Mm-hmm. You have to have that kind of thing, but then at the same time, because you need people to drive the value of these records, you have to have them stems. On the record, because when you you are looking at well, doing the live tour, let's, let's those pull. are the people that let's, have to go to the let's, show. Let's play a little bit of that, and then I, I don't want to get back to. I'm going to get Eduardo's hot takes here because because yeah. it, it is it is problem. Like it, it's like there's a box that he just checked. Like gotta have my yep. song about gotta, weed. Gotta have the weed song. Bam. And it's yeah. like I'm not. I just don't know. Where that sits in country music, or I mean, he's not Willie Nelson, that so it's the, like it's right. The, but, it's, but, the, it's the lawn but seat this fire. Is, this is a sad day when uh, Mr. Stapleton has run out of weed. It's this is them stems. <laughs> lawn seats are cheap. <laughs> yeah. This morning I smoked them stems. 
And I think in 2017, we can all relate to things being so bad that you just got to roll them stems, man. <laughs> I, you know, I, that, that, dude, that is an ass song. That is just, that is a poor excuse for a song by anybody's standards. And because it's not even kicking shit. It's like, just like, Man, I I ain't even got we I can't even get fucked up. Like nobody wants. <laughs> yeah, it's not the it's not the dark side, but it's not the light there's, side. There's, there's, there's that a, lowest calm denominator. I keep telling you, man. Like there's a real audience for making music for these people because, like Eduardo, you said it. Like <laughs> people like Florida Georgia Line. People, in fact, love the the one of the biggest songs of last year was High on Loving You. Holy. Yeah. Holy. <laughs> Holy. Yeah. Which is a really bad song. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, there's there's a moment we didn't we didn't listen to it all the way through, but but there's like the final verse is like he calls his buddy up, hoping his buddy still has some weed. And it turns out his buddy is smoking stems too, and that's like the horror movie moment. Yeah. Like, oh my god, it's everyone is smoking stems. So it's great as people. So the thing that there's a there's 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 the conceptual issue of like the bottom the bottom of the barrel is actually when you're smoking resin, not when you're scraping the resin what, with what, a paper what, clip. What rhymes yeah. resin? Yeah. <laughs> right, it's, it's, it's hard to build a song around that. Most people yeah. won't necessarily get it, but um, but but uh, you know the other problem that comes up, um, and Kevin, you and I do chatted about this briefly, is this whole idea of like. So country is now in a place where it's weed for my horses. It's not whiskey for my horses. Right. And they're totally fine with that. And that's okay. Except that there's a long tradition of music that advocates drug use. Also talking about the institutional, uh, about being institutionally marginalized or targeted by law enforcement as a result of drug use. So he sort of says, oh, my dealer might be in the pen. Right. And, and, and the song I actually want to hear from Chris Stapleton is the one about how the dealer is, in the pen for life because of Jeff Beauregard's session. Jeff Beauregard's yeah. session. You have to say the middle name. You yes. have to remember. That and don't named. say it three times or else yeah. it'll show up. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, because of the kind of maximum application of yeah. minimum mandatory. And so I want the song about the dealer, being, the dealer who was a good old boy being in the pen, having all of his assets taken by the local police, the, the family being homeless and needing Medicaid. Right. I mean, that's the reality of like drug use in America today. Right. But that's clearly not it's not it's not his reality. And it's and we can discuss like whether or not it's his responsibility. We've talked about that issue a lot. Yeah. You know, he has the biggest platform right now. He has the biggest megaphone. Is it his responsibility to write that song? Which, look, we know we can decide right now that would be the much better song. That's correct. But at the same time, Jason Isbell will write that song. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Uh, Maybe yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, like, to be yeah, perfectly right, right. frank, let's just say that Casey Musgraves would write the hell out of that song. Yeah. yeah. And sing it, and it would be I mean, like she did. A... It was called Merry-Go-Round. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that whole album. But it, but it, but it leaves the album feeling, um, it leaves the album in this weird space of like, uh, to your point, Kevin, it's sort of, there's this feeling of like, well, I got to have a weed song. Right. And <laughs> then... And you know we we have Ziggy Marley uh, performing with the Florida Georgia Line. Damn right you do. I was at a I forget who Brad Paisley show or something the night before that Virginia Tech game, and and he did a song oh, that went right. into a cover of Three Little Birds, yeah, which was Paisley. egregious. Yeah, right? yeah. So so yeah. like like reggae and weed now have a place in country, and country wants all of the good times, and it wants none of the responsibility that comes with that, which I think is 
sort of consistent with um, a, a Taylor Swift think piece that I think you posted a while ago, Marcus, yeah. about her being a political cipher, right? And yeah, that and that this is course. normal in country. You never, it's just assumed that like you're not there to talk about real issues. You're just there to do songs to entertain people. Yeah. So, so to that point, then why do we see people talking about him as the real deal? Why does NPR love the shit out of him? Okay, huh? when he's, the, why does NPR love the shit out of him? Yeah. Like, like every like, well, that's because they're told we'll spend to. the next six but months on that. Well, yeah. It's also the fact that I think that there's a there's that there's that good old boy twang happening there, sure. and I think that there's a there's a space for it without these songs in 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 country right now. I mean, uh, to speak to your point, Eduardo, you're you're hundred yeah. percent right. Like, there needs to be like a, a moratorium on like fun, love, possibility, hippie songs. Yeah. And like, let's get serious. We're talking because, to you, Zach Brown. Because there's yeah. a so, there's a great song about meth that needs to be written, right? That could be that you could switch it to a great like. There, there is a great song. It's written. Uh, it's written, it's actually written by Jason Isbell. I don't think he's recorded it, but I will play it for you guys after we're done. Okay. okay. He he did this thing with uh, his ex wife. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Tanya. Oh, Tanya. Yeah. Yeah. From uh, and Patterson Hood called Summer Cousins. Yeah. And it's huh. a brilliant take on meth in the South. I, I mean, I mean really, this is this is why yeah. you fell in love with the truckers when you heard right, shit like that. Right. So the thing with, with Stapleton is that it's like there's so much about him that's like horribly wrong if you're like trying to fight for purity in music. Because it's like there's like the twang. Yeah. And then there's like in in uh in uh the the Broken Halos one, there's like that Americana power chord that they just beat over and over and over yeah, again. Yeah, I mean, that's just major key yeah. shit, no, but, it's, called, but it's, called, it's, it's called the John Popper chord change. Right, but it's, like, yeah. but it's done in a way that's, like, specifically almost meant to, like, call up, like, Dodge truck commercials and, like, sure. oh, yeah. all yeah, of yeah, these yeah, yeah. things that, like, people that call young hipsters cucks in the world, like, really want to hear. You know, like you got that on the podcast now. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> yeah, to me, this is happened. like this is like ultimately like the biggest like anti cuck album ever. Like you could play this for like some like far right wing, you know, leaning like kind of cool person, and they'd be like, "Yeah, I love everything about this record." Well, that, and that's that's I think maybe the problem is that there's zero danger in this. Like, and I, yeah. I honestly no, don't, but, I but honestly it, don't care. A lot of times I get, I get I get hooked though. up on marketing, but I need to reiterate. This guy is on the majorest of major country labels. Right, but there's there is nothing outlaw. There is nothing independent about him. No, but there's he, he a lot. Is, a lot. A lot of people who don't listen to country love Traveler, and yes. they, and they will listen to him before they listen to Miranda Lambert. We were, we were saying that up there, yeah. right? They will listen to him before they mm -hmm. listen to anyone else who is well regarded and at the top of the country charts. Yeah. So I mean, the thing but, with NPR liking this is that this is the same NPR that also like co-signed Harry Styles this week. Yeah. So like this, I think this speaks yeah. to a larger well, I mean, notion that's about... A, that's a business decision. Yeah, I mean, I think it's business. I think it's more so the fact that you're looking at the watering down of the ears of people who listen to this stuff. Because, and, and I'll, I'll tell you this, as a, writer, as, a, as a writer who has to like write about this stuff fairly frequently, I don't do as much as I used to, but like when you have to write about this stuff to a certain point, and when you have to create opinions about this stuff to a certain point, there's a thing with ear fatigue, where if a thing sounds different sure, sure, sure. enough, that you're totally okay with like but, making it a but, thing. But I will say, and I don't want to speak for anybody in that office, because we actually know all of the people in that office. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't see a single one of them liking this, or Harry Styles. I would love Bob to tell me why he like said Harry yeah. Styles. I would say I would T Rex say because T Rex is nowhere near that fucking album. I would say but, it's your but, fatigue. But we're gonna talk about that when we talk about Harry Styles. 
which we're doing, Eduardo, by the way. So. Okay. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on notice. <laughs> yeah. um, but but what I'm really shocked about this album is is because it follows the formula. Uh, there is the uh, second one to know is more of the 38 special, like Astro. Yeah, rocking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, rocking in quotes. Um, Up to No Good Living has, has, a, has a great line. And it, and it is something like mid seventies, like Willie Nelson or Waylon mm-hmm. or Chris Christopherson, even uh, Picasso painting the town. Yeah, yeah, that's a great line. I wrote, that's I wrote, a I wrote amazing that. line. And, and at I no point, at no yeah, point yeah. in this are we questioning Chris Stapleton's writing abilities. Right, the guy is the baddest of badasses at at, at doing the thing. But uh, but like, how is there not? A uh, how's there not like a song about the military on this? Like if he's yeah. if he's going to like if he's going to do engage the full, yeah, in, yeah. in in this weird market, why not just go but, ahead and get full blown do a song about the military? Do a song about like put a boot in your ass? Do, yeah, and, well, and I'm being okay. serious. So it's I think there's a thing also where like because so much of this is like label country, where so much of yeah. this mm-hmm. is like so much like and 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 that's what makes this album kind of suck in a lot of ways. And I'll say it straight up. It's a lot of this is, and I'll say it again because mm-hmm. you love it when I say it. But trash. <laughs> yep. Because it is. Because it's like okay. So the label's like okay. So we have to we have to lean a little bit right, but we don't want to go so far right that we like alienate people who are coming into country who may be sort of progressive. Right. So we don't want to do like full bore like Toby Keith. Well, that's, and that's the pressure to repeat Traveler, right? Traveler right. was a massively successful yeah. record. He won, he won Grammys, right? He, he won, won everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he won, he won Best Artist at C, at, at the Country Music yep. Awards, I think. Um, it, it's and so I have to assume there was some pressure to try to repeat, or at least not to lose right. ground. In, internal or external down. pressure? Um, maybe internal. Maybe internal. Wait. I, I don't think internally. Internally, he's written all the songs, so he's got all the checks. So the money, the, the checks are in the bank. So hmm. I'm pretty hmm. sure that like it's got to be an external thing because to me. But would he let that happen? I mean, well, I uh, think. Well, if you look at like all of the songwriters now that are dominating like releasing albums in country, because they're all songwriters. Like you know, going to um, Natalie Hemby to yeah. you yeah. know, Chris, they, all these people, they're all yeah. songwriters like at the core, Margaret like Price. long before they were. You know, releasing artists, you know. Yeah, we're seeing the floodgates open where people who who are just songwriters yeah. are not getting a shot to make so, an album. Yeah. There's a thing Which where... only works if you're Laurie McKenna, guys. Right. <laughs> Sorry. There's a thing if if you already... There's a thing about releasing albums with people who already have a, have a claim mm. and have a steam and have already done the stuff where they don't really necessarily... I don't think there's necessarily that fear associated with success because they're already successful right and they're not successful with the little trophy that sits on your table yeah they're successful with like a seven figure check that they get like every six months when they walk to their mailbox mailbox barefoot or they hang out in nashville and go to five-star restaurants yeah Yeah. like there's a there's a lack Mm -hmm. of stress there so to me there's a real impetus for the label to be like well you're a songwriter Mm -hmm. do x do he so it feels very contrived in a lot of ways well sure this is he's he has a second release coming this year right i think this is one of two yeah yeah and and maybe that second album will tell us a lot more about kind of how he sees himself and 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 what he sees this album is this album's super short this album's 32 minutes so he doesn't really have a second album it's a a commute it's like yeah yeah (laughs) he doesn't really have a second album he did the smart thing and split the album into two parts right uh and and maybe it is a light and a dark thing i i i think uh yeah, I I just am trying to figure out what 
like this album could not fail. Right. And I don't mean that that it wasn't going to be allowed to. There's no way this album would fail. Period. And I don't think nobody involved was going to let it fail. And and it, and it did. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. You know, we're 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 honestly, I think, talking critically about it because paid attention to Traveler, paid attention to the song we're about to play, and yeah. we're like, fuck. Well, it's because like, it's because we're partly reacting a little bit to the hype, and I think the laziness about how he gets talked about. And so when you know, every time you see something about him in writing. He gets compared to Willie Nelson. And if you've ever listened to Willie, like, he does not sound like, like, he wears a hat and he sort of has this outlaw personality. It's such a lazy he narrative. sounds like, he sounds like Bruce Springsteen. But he sounds like John Fogarty. He sounds like Janis Joplin. Well, so, so, he so, does not sound so, like Willie so Nelson, despite, despite having now a harmonica play. player. And is that, now we're going to yeah. play the song that says the first thing you will think when you hear this song. I'm it, like, sounds tell you. Like, I, it sounds like Bruce Springsteen. Covering Willie Nelson. Okay, no. we're, we're gonna fight off Mike. Uh, we're gonna back. Last thing I need, <laughs> first thing this morning. Postman delivered. Past due bill notice. Long clock rang two hours late. The garbage man left off the track. Sidewalk, the hinges fell off of the gate. This morning, breakfast spilled all the coffee. Open the door. Things morning to have you walk out on me. So, so Vardo, uh, I think I've convinced you by choking you the fuck out. Uh, that <laughs> that is that is a potent mix of Willie Nelson and Ray Charles. And if you listen, there is, and there if is you, more and Ray if you, Charles than Willie Nelson, I, in I there. will give oh, you that. Yeah, but yeah. if you listen to any of the duets that Willie Nelson and Ray Charles did, that that sounds exactly like that. And those songs were recorded in the room. It doesn't mean that, you know, <laughs> if I if I don't if I don't show up, you know, if I show up in Steely Dan studio, I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going <laughs> to produce a jazz rock opus. I'll tell you right now, just because I'm in the same sidebar. Room. Are you sure about that? <laughs> I'm not. And we should test it. Sometime. We should. Test it <laughs> I'll go with you. Like, we'll do we... <laughs> um, that'd be better than doing a Steely Dan podcast. Just yeah. don't make a Steely Dan album. <laughs> yeah. Down for that. <laughs> but but yeah, so so that that is, you know, and, and we were sort of bagging on him for a lot of this discussion, but that is where Stapleton excels. He is he is a stunning soul singer. He has and that type of soul matches sort of the country aesthetic. It's sort it's sort mm-hmm. of dusty. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's something that Willie Nelson does like remarkably well. And very few other people I think do. Uh, that well, uh, it's, and it, honestly, it's my favorite type of country. Yeah, 
it's the rhythm and blues country. It's that, yeah, it's it's that the, thing. I yeah. think yeah. that the thing is, is funny because you talk about Willie, is that a dusty country works with an older voice because you you it's like it's worn in. Sure. So it like gives like you know a greater like gravitas. But Willie Nelson wasn't old when he recorded Redheaded Stranger. No, but he always sounded old. Nah. Willie to me always sounded not, but he didn't. I think he just sounds like Willie, man. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, okay. I, I see. I, I see your point. Yeah, I see what you're yeah, saying. No, I hear you. But, right. but like, it's undeniable that his voice is great. He doesn't need it. it. It will get better with age, right? Or maybe not. Maybe he'll get a meth habit, I and mean, who knows what happens? Yeah. <laughs> that album's gonna be thrilling. weed is so profitable for him, though. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Jesus. But, yeah, so, <clears throat> I mean, it's, if the, I, if the second album is all that, right? then I'm like, yeah. Well, I think, I, I, I think the, the fundamental, the, 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 the thing I can't get past with this album is that if you told me, if you put it on and you told me this is what Chris Robinson from the Black Crows <laughs> is doing now, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to disprove that. Is that a bad uh, thing or a good thing? It's not. It's not. It's not a bad too. thing. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and the beard. It's. It's but, not at all a bad and thing. And Chris Robinson also a remarkable soul singer. Remar- yeah. Absolutely. One of the best front men of all time. Yes. But he is a remarkable soul singer. Yep. Yep. I don't know how that. Ha- how can you be that high all the time and like feel anything? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just uh, I don't yeah. understand. Yeah. <laughs> his heart it's, is coated in resin come on that is, this, might, this might be true this might be coated true coated in resin and dipped in hash oil yep damn that's yeah. potent yeah uh, but, but so, but so it reminds you of that it does it does it's very much in that I mean I mean to me it comes out of the the Credence Janice um, Ray Charles is an interesting comp because a lot of early Ray Charles is, is clearly more on the country side mm-hmm, of the absolutely. line um, but it doesn't the thing I don't get from it is Willie and, and it, I sort of resent uh, seeing, um, I think I looked at like three or four different articles today just to scan to see is Willie Nelson mentioned in the first paragraph, and it was like Variety, maybe like the L.A. Times. Um, well, big publications don't have time, sort of what you were talking about, time to spend time with the music, and they have to reach for what they have, to, what the obvious targets are. So you're not like, I mean, dude has a beard and wears a hat, right? But, I, <laughs> yeah. but and I do think there are analogs in this and a couple other songs to be made to Willie Nelson, but but it wouldn't be my first thing to go to I'll, I'll say this about journalism as a journalist um you know i i, I now, as i now move from being like full-time journalist all the time to like a sort of part-time journalist you, you, you a journalist who works at decades bro i, I am i am bro totally <laughs> with that web address bro yeah uh, shut up Man. <laughs> that's hard you in my 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 plugs for me yeah but uh but no so um it's the thing where like journalists having to deal okay so the popularity of country Melding with the current journalistic crop right now is right. entertaining because none of these kids ever grew up with a lick of knowledge of what country music ever the fuck was. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So like, there's really no. That's 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 all music. Their dad, their daddies yeah. ain't taught them. Right. Yeah. So it's like that, so, that is literally the problem with all yeah. music journalism. Right. So it's like Willie Nelson's like a really easy catch-all for like anybody with a hat and a beard who has like re- remotely his voice. Like it's an easy catch. Like oh, boom, Willie Nelson, but. If people took time and you like looked at the breadth of all of like the influences, yeah, like and, and that's the that's the one thing about this album that like kind of like underwhelms and makes it like frustrating is that he's a soul singer because any great country artist of the last thirty years grew up listening to black radio. Mm-hmm. They all yeah. did because it's the same way that black artists grew up. A lot, like all the great southern black artists grew up listening to 
white yeah. country radio. So yeah. like Al Green, yeah. and Ray Charles being A and B of like two artists who like grew up listening to solely country with a little bit of rock and roll. So it's it's crazy then to see this like painting of this man that the labels have to like placate mm-hmm. that's literally inauthentic to who he actually is. So you have like Which we don't know that though. We we don't I, No, but when I listen to him, when you listen to a person sing songs, and yeah, this yeah. might be too much like pie in the sky from me, but whatever. I'll, I'll just You're projecting a little bit, it's okay. Yeah, I'll, no. I'll, I'll say it cuz cuz Marcus Moore just got me in my feelings about be projecting <laughs> too much and I'll call him out on it cuz sometimes I do. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Sometimes I do. But um but no, this is how real we get. But um but uh it's it's a thing the, where when you hear him sing an R&B song, it sounds authentic. It sounds right. The uh, voice sounds right coming out of the body. The way that the, the song mm-hmm. is made sounds in a way like mm-hmm. close to who he is when you hear like the more pop stuff it feels like he is making a pop song mm-hmm. which feels like it feels like a process it feels like that creative process that like a great songwriter does to like make a song for somebody he could have given them stems to rihanna yeah but like to you that know, point like, to that point yeah. i mean it is on it's phenomenal like he put out one album and he made it yeah he has a yeah, career that's right one album but really, legitimately, one album and he has a career. He'll, he, we will be talking about him. You'll see him at award shows for the next two decades. Yeah. He's, but that's a fantastic which, which album. Is, which is a good thing. It like, is a very because, good thing. Because, it is like, a very that, good thing. That, that, that stretch of ballads in the middle of this, I think it's like, either way, I was wrong yeah, yeah. and without your love is basically like a mini sort of Motown by way of Nashville Clinic or something. Yeah, like there's, there's so much emoting going on vocally there. Let, let, let's do either way, and then I'm going to come back to one last point on this. So this is either way. All my tears cry We can just go on like this Say the word will come Baby, you can go, you can stay, but I won't love you either way. been so long since I felt anything inside these walls you can't hate you can't hurt and you don't feel it all I used to cry and stay up nights and wonder what went wrong It's been hard, hearts can only do that for so long We can just go like this Say the word, we'll call it quits Baby, you Uh, either way, that, I mean that song is spectacular. That that song yep. is going to be played at weddings. Not as many weddings as Lori McKenna. 
but uh it, it is it it uh it's his lane man like when it, he it, when he opens up like isbel tries to open up like that and, yeah and he succeeds in his own way but there's something about stapleton's voice that just like rips at like the fabric of everything He's yeah like, it, it hits at that it, it, it uh, his voice would be universally recognized as powerful. There's yes. nothing idiosyncratic about it. There's no, like, you have to get into, his, you know, to his headspace or sort of get used to his aesthetic. Like, you hear him sing and you're like, God damn, that is a powerful like set of pipes. He, I like the fact that he has a limited register. Yeah. Because there's, yeah. there's a higher thing that he can't do. Yeah. And he pulls for it every time. Like, he, he, he's like, it's like, at some point, somebody explained to him, it's okay to think you can hit that note and not hit it. I mean, that's somebody yeah. that's probably Dave Cobb. Right, because that's, like, that's like the coolest thing, is like, because with so many artists, they think, I can't reach that register, so I will just sing in an octave below right, for right. my entire career. Well, and so many artists think that they're, and again, this back to what we were talking about before, it makes this, like, triply confusing, is that he is catering to this type of of modern pop country at all, because so many artists that's why they fail because they're like you need to have this song you need to sing it like this if you listen to who's uh uh the guy uh who did the actual uh humbling kind that made it a big hit um tim mcgraw it's fucking horrible (laughs) and it's fucking horrible because he can't really sing right right and he and he is singing something that nobody said you can't put any emotion into this tim mcgraw like you're just not going to get it. You can and you can do this fake emotion that you would hear in like Armageddon three, but you would not. Right. You just it doesn't work with him though. That limitation is it's exploited by whoever's recording yeah. him, and he's I, he's clearly le- learned to be in tune with it because I, he he writes songs with it. Well, so I th- I think there are two really um, important strengths that this album has. So, and you know, one I think is that even though it is an album that's trying to be broad, there's no like, there's no like Nashville sound gimmicks happening. There's no Nashville production gimmicks. There's no strings. There's no like weird synths that shouldn't be there. There isn't a spoken word bridge. Right. <laughs> you know? Like so. So I think that's that's one key strength. The other one I think is that. These are really um, economical songs like yeah. they are. Um, and that I think I think the trade off there is that, you know, that so that's what makes the songs relatable to as many people as possible. Um, and the challenge is like, can you put enough into it that it's that it doesn't feel like it was just uh, created by a focus group? And, I, and, and that's a really tough, sweet spot to hit. And I think I think he he, he mostly does. Um, I don't think the song I don't think there's like an like. Well, other than them stems, I don't think there are really egregious moments here. And I think the songs give you enough of a sense um, to leave you thinking. And there are interesting lines, but uh, but it's still really it's it's just it's just. Yeah, I mean, the last song, Death Row, he tries to get serious. It doesn't really work. It doesn't doesn't work. Death Death Row was that song in in his big live concert when he's like, I'm going to do a slow one now. Yeah, it could be. It could, be, it could go, be like it could be like first on, first encore, right? Yeah. And all the and all the lighters are still lit because yeah. people at these shows still smoke, right? Of so. course. <laughs> but, so yeah. But so, so also back to a point I made earlier. Do you think people making this album have ever even heard of Thirty Eight Special? <laughs> I I, thought, I, yeah. I I really I mean the age now at what the people are who are making this literally might not have heard of Thirty Eight Special. 
Here's the the funniest thing to me is that like there's there's two things that make this album great. We were great about the economical songs. The thing I wanted to mention. I'm glad you said it because I feel like when you title this album like from a room, yeah, and at yeah. the room you're in, you get this like sense in your body. I get this sense of them all thinking that mm-hmm. it's 19, you know, 57, and they're going in to make a three minute like you know songs and they're gonna sit down. Also and that you love Leonard Cohen. Thing. What's up? Also that you love Leonard Cohen songs from a yeah, room. Yeah, I was gonna say right. it is. So you're it's, like it's a Cohen album title too, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm but going but in. Is, and 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 I'm bearing something, right? Like this is just, this is stripped down. This is not this big ornate thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then um, and what was the other point you were talking about with um, uh, the kids making this album? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think there's a thing with like the kids making this album. The first time they would have really heard this and like masticated it and decided it was a thing that they liked was um. The Kid Rock stuff. Maybe. No. And, I knew Kid Rock was going to show up. He has to show up. Bob, Bob has to show up in this conversation. We, we have a siren we're going to put in. Like, yeah. Kid he, Rock. He has to show up because, like, you know, like, only God knows why. And all those songs are all the big torch songs. The Sheryl Crow one. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, um, pictures and all that, like yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But and and he's and, he, and there's there's that and anybody who's like of a certain age, that's one of the people that's a touchstone because but, those but songs were in that I sort of house. disagree with you partially on, on where you're going with that, but at, at the same time, they're cut from the same cloth. You, the same. you do not fuck with Kid Rock. No, <laughs> that, that guy made it because he looked at what he can do. He looked at his skill set, and then said, "You know what." I'm a badass at this, and I can throw a midget on top. So we're going to do that. Yes. <laughs> and it's what he did. And he became one of the biggest artists in the world. Yep. Whether or not his shit is any good is irrelevant. He Only is, God knows he is, why if is... people think of If people outside the country think of American kick-ass music, yeah. the first thing they go to is Kid Rock. Now, what, 10 years since he's had a hit? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Still. In- Inshallah, it will be 10 more before he has another... <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah. So, so it's yeah, it's it's following a model, and and it's and I guess that's the biggest confusion that for all of this is like, why is he going down this path of doing what has uh, been done before to maybe sell records or, I mean, fuck it, maybe he likes it, maybe he loves it, maybe this is just this is actually who he is. We're projecting. Yeah, we've got a career. We're, like we're projecting, generic. and we're just like we think when we hear a song that we just heard that we're like, man, this guy's fucking deep. This guy gets it. And maybe he just doesn't. Maybe he yeah. literally sits around outside of a trailer listening to Hold On Smoke, Loosely smoking <laughs> all, all day long. And, and, and that's fucking fine. That's a good life. It yeah. is, it's a great it's life. A, but, but, <laughs> a, I'm not knocking it when I say life. any of that. But Zach Brown already exists. Like, yeah. that's the, like, that's the, and, and that's sort of my thing with him is that, is that I need, uh, like, I'm going to, I just need to see more. I, I need to see a broader view of the world before, yeah. before I really. Uh, think of him as more than just what you hear who's on this the album. Super Outlaw guy who's also playing. He's playing Verizon Center. Oh, you know what I'm about? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he is like the, the he's like the anti Stapleton. Yeah, like yeah. There's, uh, there are two sides of this different coin, and fucking oh, is that yeah. Eric Church? Yeah, yes, yes, yeah. Eric, Eric Church is, yeah. is the same way. Eric Church, right? Eric Church is the same way, and and but Eric Church like fully embraces the ass. Yeah, <laughs> like like he, he is play, he is he's playing the character almost as as like directly and as intentionally as Wheeler Walker Jr. Right. Like, it, it, right. It's just, it's just different. Yeah. Instead yeah. of being all about pussy, it's all about just being a man. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and being an outlaw. Right. But, but, uh, but fuck it, he's selling out Verizon Center. Yeah. But that's what I was what, talking about. Like, yeah. you have to be able to, like, 
for for country to work in this industry that is mm-hmm. quote unquote falling apart, you have to like unfortunately touch those points that like really feel bad. Like yeah. you have to like for as much as like you could make beautiful fucking songs now sure. because yeah. because R and B is back in the country like wheelhouse. You can make beautiful songs like this guy makes, but then at the same time, because the lowest common denominator is driving the car. Yeah. It's like Dim yeah. Stems. If Dim Stems is not on this record, this record goes cool. nowhere. This thing goes wood. NPR talks that, about I it. I hate that that's true. Everybody I talks hate about that's it. that's true. But yeah. without Dim Stems, this record goes wood. Because there's somewhere, some publication or radio station or somewhere is being like, can you believe they're talking about weed and country album? And 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 <laughs> Jamie Johnson would punch the fuck. <laughs> that's out another of guy. Anyone singing? That's, a, that's, that's another just, guy. You know, that's, uh, man, yeah. what if they're all the same person? It, this, this is, is uh, just size of somebody. I haven't seen any collaborations <laughs> as far as we know. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, we, we're, we're gonna have to do the Venn diagram. That's a whole, uh, that's a whole no. conversation I have. I had a, I had with a friend of mine recently who I had. There was this great Billboard <laughs> documentary they had, like with like thirty minutes with like six different women who sing country music mm-hmm. and we were watching it and one of them happened to be black like like the the, the girl was there it was like it's six of them and after i went off my friend looked at me and went are they all the same person <laughs> yeah <laughs> like with just yeah. different yeah. hair yeah. like what's going on there yep. and then when you look at this thing like either you have a beard or you don't yeah yeah everybody's got yep. a damn hat that's right but, you either have a beard or a sweet ass goatee, right? <laughs> or no, you don't. You just or fresh just face. Fresh face? I don't know. Yeah, like Sam Outlaw's fresh face. Yeah, but he's doing something way different than this. <sighs> Sam Outlaw, that Angelino country. We, I mean, we have a whole podcast about it, so I don't want to get into it here. Yeah, no. But that Angelino country is is very different than this. But yeah. it's, but it's, it's in the room. not. It's it's kind of in the room. It's kind of uh, more in the Bakersfield room. Okay. <laughs> kind of doing doing the weird, like not necessarily Nashville shit, English thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so start with you, Mister Don. What are you going to do with this album? What, what do you recommend I, to the I, public who wants a good as, time on a Friday night without solo cups and or yo, pickup trucks? Okay, if you're if you're if you're in Fredneck, Maryland, <laughs> <laughs> going out on the strip, or you're going to the to the sheets that has the uh, mm. the sheets on uh, on two seventy, I think it is that has right. the that has the um, the full liquor store inside of it. <laughs> Oh yeah, you're you're, you're, you're is, picking yeah. up a, a six. This is obligatory. And you're driving. Are you in a, are you in a pickup truck? Yeah, I've, I've, I've been in a pickup truck. And <laughs> <laughs> the place in the front right, picking right. up a sixer and going right. through, and then going to the bar. <laughs> this is this is the record for you. So again, like I tell people all the time with country right now, it's like it's the most like vibrant, interesting genre of music there is in the world. Yeah. So like. Listen to this. Like, try all of it. If 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 a country record pops up out of the ground and like gets some some buzz, try it out because country's just so entertaining. Mm-hmm. Like on the same records, you have them stems. You have like four Motown country songs. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What is going on? You're like, I I don't even know. Like, it's it's great. Yeah, that's uh, um. Well, first of all, I haven't heard Fredneck in such a long fucking time. I'd forgotten that was <laughs> that, that that was Red a word. Um, so I think uh, people should. I think if people haven't heard Traveler, they should definitely go back and listen to that. Um, I think this is a this is a fine stream. I don't. It's it's on the low end of things you should stream. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, whereas Traveler is, I think, on the high end. Um, but uh, it's not. 
in my mind, it's not. It's not more than. So it's, so it's, it's like a B plus, or, or this is a B minus. This is a B. This is definitely a B minus. This yeah. is this is this is closer to a gentleman C than it is. A <laughs> gentleman C. C. Right. Yeah. There's no shame in bringing him home. He's a gentleman. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm the same. I there are songs that I I legitimately love. Uh, uh, the second track of the album is is stunning. Like yeah. first time yep. I heard it, I was like, um, the one, other track we played. Uh, which one is it? Uh, uh, the first one, Broken Halo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Daria's just been walking around the house humming that. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's just even. I don't even know if it's a good song. I just know that like, dude puts in for it and it yeah. like gets yeah. there. He commits. But uh, as a whole, it's not. It's too. Uh, it doesn't say anything. Very similar, I think, to uh, the problem I had with Sturgill Simpson's album. Which I will say, this is actually, I think this is a better, more cohesive album. At least Stapleton knows his identity. Yeah, Sturgill just wanted to win a Grammy. Sturgill wanted to win a yeah, Grammy, but he, he also wanted to explore, which there's nothing wrong with that. It just uh, it doesn't mean it makes a good album. Yeah, he right. wanted to so, become the man. Uh, and... So, yeah. This is a, 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 a solid try. And, like, you go back and listen to Traveler. Uh, mm-hmm. I would, I'd love to see him at, not at Jiffy Lube Live. <laughs> Somewhere appropriate. That's an evergreen statement, by the way. It's, it's <laughs> applicable to any artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere appropriate because I think he would put on uh, one hell of a show. But uh, and we didn't really get to see him do smaller shows. Right. He he went. Right. He You're went. Right. He came he went, up and his right right came out. And boom. Yeah. 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 You're yeah. playing like outdoor sheds. And, yeah. Uh, that's it. So. Uh, yeah. There you go. Chris Stapleton from the Room Volume One. We'll be back. I guess if you must talk about volume two, we'll see if that's going to be I guess. Chris Stapleton's From a Room Volume 1 is available everywhere you can buy records, and I do mean everywhere. And, uh, you know, like I said, it's, it's, a, it's a back and forth thing. Your your mileage may vary depending on, on on how you take to country and how you take to this. I think there are, uh, there are some songs on it, much like his last album. And I think I said this, but uh, if not, I'll say it again uh, either way. There's songs on this that are, that are instant classics, and uh, whether or not the album as a whole holds up, Honestly, it depends how deep you are in the country music, I think. So, thanks to Mark Center Water for coming down. Now, you heard me mention, uh, Water was talking about, he wants a song about meth. And uh, one of the, not even upcoming anymore, one of the best country, Americana, whatever, rock songwriters, whatever you want to call Jason Isbell, he is a fantastic fucking songwriter. And uh, his album Southeastern a couple of years ago uh, topped our charts, topped all the charts. Uh, he, he obliterated that he had followed up with something more than free. And coming up next month, he's got an album called The Natural Sound Out. But way before then, any of this happened, he played with a little band called Drive By Truckers. And the Truckers came up sort of, Richmond was a really big town for him. And Richmond was a big town for him when I was living in Richmond, Virginia. And uh, he became friends with people uh, who taped them, uh, CBD, if you 
or on the fish hook. Um, and, uh, and they would have barbecues. And they would invite them over. So one year they had a thing called Summer Cousins. It was uh, it was Jason Patrick, Patterson Hood and uh, Shauna Isbell and uh, Shauna Tucker at the time, I believe. And uh, they played these sets and what? And they were cover songs, some of them, and some of them were like just drive by trucker standards. But one of them stood out. And it's a song that I don't think Isbell ever recorded. Uh, it's a song called Crystal Clear. And it is about, uh, you guessed it, math. And it's fantastic. And uh, it's it's amazing that it didn't end up on the album. Uh, but it is it has all the hallmarks of everything you love in an Isbell track. It's got it. Uh, so rather than talk about it some more, I think we're going to go ahead and play it. Here you go. This is from the Summer Cousins Barbecue way back in 2004. Um, Jason Isbell with his friends Patterson Hood and, and, and Shauna Tucker. Crystal clear. The blanket's getting thin And every shadow on my skin's a different shape There's nobody here I heard them call it crystal clear When you've been by yourself And you're still wide awake Stay Man is fast and cheap His daughter never goes to sleep And she lost 37 pounds in 90 days He don't cook that much He says he does it for the rush And as for making Street. 
you. That's a song about Frank. Because there ain't enough of them. There ain't enough songs about Frank. There's enough Crank. There's too much Crank and not enough songs about Frank. Crystal Clear by Jason Isbell and there was a better song written about meth. I have not heard it. It's good good God of my that, that show has stayed in my rotation uh for damn fought over ten years, man. It's a long time. Uh but that's what great songs do. They stick around. I'll uh, I'll post a link in the show notes. Like I said, you can't buy that, but I think it's up on it might be up on archive dot org. If not, it's it's floating around there and we'll we'll make it available. Uh, we did embed the the track so you can hear it on the site, and because uh, that whole show is just phenomenal. That era of what all those guys were doing was phenomenal. Um, if you can find a show from Patterson Hood at Poe's Pub around Thanksgiving from around then, uh, it's it's three and a half hours of just him and a lot of bourbon, and uh, it's it's spectacular, spectacular Southern storytelling. That is our, our podcast uh, for this week. If you liked what you heard, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can leave us a rating or a message there. You can always listen to us on the site, which is www.chunkyglasses.com. Uh, if you if you want to follow us on Twitter or Instagram, it's at chunkyglasses. That's where you'll see when we're posting this stuff. Uh, you can always tune into us on Stitcher, Mixcloud, Google Play. Uh, we're we're out there everywhere, always looking for new platforms to like get on our our technical provider. We host our site on Squarespace, but our podcasts are hosted by this groovy thing called Pippa. And it, right now it's free uh, for you to start a show. So if you want to do a podcast and you're like, how do I do this? Go to Pippa and they basically have all the tools that you can do it. It's Pippa.io and and you can have a, a podcast up and running. You don't even need a website uh, in, in as long as it takes you to record something. It's it's that simple and they are they're remarkably uh, responsive. Uh, there, it's a small team, and and they're great. And they're great, and they they really work for you. Uh, also, have to mention all the music you hear. All the incidental music is brought to us by one Jamal Gray, the great Jamal Gray. If you are in Washington D.C. tomorrow, which if this is on a Thursday, I believe it's the twenty sixth. They're playing at a place called Smith Public Trust up in Brooklyn on Twelfth Street. Uh, that is right down the street or up the street from the basement. Uh, so Nag Champa is going to be up there, and you can go see him live, and you can see me live, and uh, it's going to be awesome. But his all this music, this incidental music, is Aquatic Gardener. Always a link in the show notes where you can buy that. And you know, last thing I want to say before we get out of here, you know, the uh, the Manchester bombing was was a tragedy. It's a tragedy we've seen before, um, and uh, our hearts go out to. The victims, everybody involved, and our hearts go out honestly to the people who, who sort of perpetrated this. It's it's horrible, but it's it's a weirdly horrible world that we find ourselves living in right now. And um, the only thing I can say about that is really we have to figure out how to be be good to each other. I mean, be really good to each other, not not be good, fake good, like bless your heart, like if you're a southerner, uh, you know. Be good and, and feel good about it. I, I know I'm I'm not great at it. A lot of times, uh, I don't know if anybody is, and I think that's uh, that's going to cause us a whole fuck ton of problems down the road. It already is, um, but it, it it it's why tragedies like this happen uh, because we simply 
have decided that we're not going to be good to each other. And, uh, and it's horrible. So what I'm saying is stop it, guys. Please. Um, we don't want or need any more of this in the world. Uh, life's hard enough. And uh, this is sometimes, especially for people directly involved, makes it unbearable. So uh, I just wanted to say that. Uh, our condolences go to them. We'll put a link in the show notes where you can donate to any funds uh, to help uh, survivors that's injured in, in that. And, uh, and uh, yeah, be good to each other, people. And that's our podcast. We'll be back uh, in a few short days. On Monday, starting next week, Memorial Day, it's all dead all week long. And so get ready. Get your shimmy shake on. Uh, and until then, be good to your ears. But uh, like I just said, I'll be better to your people. We'll talk to you soon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Kenobi!